0: Welcome to Lead On, a program where we talk about practical issues related to ministry leadership. I'm Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, and it's my privilege each week to talk with you on this show about practical issues related to church or Christian ministry or organizational leadership. Now today, I want to talk about an issue that at first blush maybe sounds like it's a church only type issue, but actually it has application in denomination and other parachurch organizations as well. I want to talk today about church planting. Specifically, I want to talk about how to know whether you or your church or even your organization should be involved in church planting. And even more specifically than that, I want to talk with those of you who are either pastors or who are thinking about joining a church planting team, if this is something that really is for you. Now, you might think I'm a bit prejudiced about this because, after all, I am a former church planter. In 1989, my wife and I, along with three preschool children, moved from the Midwest to Portland, Oregon to plant a church. We thought that was going to be the work of our lives, really, and in some ways it has become the love of our lives, watching that church develop over these years. We went there in 1989 to plant this church and we started with just a handful of families meeting in a middle school gymnasium. So church planting is in my DNA. And in fact, my daughter is now married to a, yes, you got it, church planter. And my son, one of my sons, is actually currently a leading lay leader in a church plant in a city here in the West. And so my children somehow got the bug as well to be a part of church planting, so it's in our family. It's a part of who we are. It's something that you'd think I would be totally for and totally committed to. And in a sense, you're right. But now let me make this very challenging statement: I don't believe that church planting is for everyone. I don't believe that every pastor should char- to, should plant a church. And I certainly don't believe that every lay person should join a church planting team. While I am passionately committed to church planting, while I have been a church planter in my past in ministry leadership, while I work at a school which trains dozens and dozens of church planters every year, in fact, just even today, I spent time reading a doctoral report on Church planting and how one of our students is facilitating a church planting movement in a region of the United States. So, with all of that background, it might really surprise you for me to say, I don't think church planting is for everyone. Now, church planting is such an emphasis in many denominations. In fact, it's become almost like a fad or a movement, so much so that everyone wants to jump on board and be a part of it because. It's what the really committed people are doing or it's what the really cool people are doing. Well, it may be true for some that they need to get involved in that way, but not for everyone. So today on the show, I want to talk about uh, some of the commonalities of leaders who work in churches and who work in church planting situations. And then I want to specifically talk about some of the differences. And when we talk about some of the differences of people who work as pastors versus church planters and people who are good members of a church versus people who are good church planting team members, I want us to see when we look at those differences, some defining qualities that might help you to sort out whether this really is something you should be doing. And then also, I hope we come to the conclusion and understand this, whether you're a pastor or a church planter. Whether you're a church member or going out on a church planting team, there's really no one of these that's better than the other one. We're all supposed to be obediently doing what God has asked us to do and to be content in the roles he has assigned. So first of all, what are some commonalities between pastors and church planters or between people who work as church members versus people who work as church planting teams? Well, first of all, uh, one commonality are the character issues that are essential. You know, it's important to have character and to model character as a Christian leader, whether you're a pastor or a church planter, whether you're a church member or a church planting team member. Character issues are about the same for all people involved. Leadership skills are also essential. No matter which context you're working, leadership skills are important. Now, we'll talk a little bit in just a moment about some differences, perhaps, in the kinds of leadership skills that are required. But nevertheless, leadership skills are essential. Here's another commonality, preaching and teaching capacity. Whether you're a pastor or a church planter, a church member or a church planting team member, no matter what role you find yourself in these contexts, someone's going to have to do preaching and teaching and do it well enough to attract and then instruct people in in our faith. And then another commonality are what I call caring skills. You know, we have to be able to care for people, uh, meet human need, and really understand the kind of interpersonal dynamics it takes to to meet the needs of people in ministry context today. So there's a lot of commonality between pastors and church planters and between uh, church members and church planting team members. A lot of commonality, like character and Leadership and preaching and caring skills, these things are found in both groups. But now let's talk about some of the differences. Now, these differences are going to be in broad generalities, and I recognize that there are always exceptions to these things. But having been a church planter and having trained hundreds of church planters and have facilitated the planting of dozens of churches through denominational involvement, I've come to really see that there are some real differences between pastors and church planters, between church members and church planting team members. So let's talk about some of the differences. First, generally speaking, church planters are more entrepreneurial than pastors and conversely, a little less stable. (laughs) Oh, that's hard to hear. Church planters are more entrepreneurial. They want to make it happen. They want to make something new happen. They want to make something loud and flashy and spectacular happen, and they want it to happen right now. But they're also a little less stable, meaning that they go from event to event to event and sometimes failure to failure to failure a little bit quicker than most pastors and churches are able to assimilate. Now, this is actually a good thing that that church planters – are more entrepreneurial, because quite frankly, when a church starts, it has to have an entrepreneurial mindset that's willing to take on new challenges, try new methods, go new places, attempt new uh, programs. Entrepreneurial drive is really a part of what makes church planters and church planting team members thrive. I remember when we planted our church, we had more failures than successes in the first couple of years. I say that, and sometimes people cringe and think, oh, it must have been awful. Not really. Because I'm an entrepreneur at heart, these entrepreneurial activities of starting new things, going new places, trying new approaches, even though we failed more often than we succeeded, we didn't really find that too discouraging because we were making progress all the time. In essence, finding out wasn't going to work and finding some things that did work and then putting even more energy into those things and finding even more success along the way. So if you find yourself warmed by the thought of frequent failure, you might be a good church planter because that kind of entrepreneurial mindset comes with it, a lot of disappointment, a lot of second guessing, a lot of false steps that have to be retaken, you get the idea. So pastors are usually a little more stable. Church members, the same. Church planters, a little more entrepreneurial Uh, Church planting team members willing to be a part of that, just like their planters. Here's another one. Church planters often embrace risk and, on the other side of the equation, often have a lot less to lose. You know, when you plant a church, you really don't have a lot of equipment. You don't have any facilities. You don't really have a lot of assets or a lot of resources. You don't even have a lot of people. So if you take a risk and it doesn't work out and you lose your meeting place or uh, you lose some small amount of resource or maybe you lose a person or two, you really haven't lost that much because you didn't have very much to begin with. But you think about churches that have hundreds of members or maybe even thousands and the very large risk that they're taking. It, or the, uh, uh, you think about churches like that and the possibility of taking large risks and you realize, that they just can't can't simply put that much on the table, that they have to be much more careful about what they're doing because they have so much more to lose. So if you're a person that embraces risk and you can see that really you don't really have that much to lose and you've really risk it all, well, that might be a church planter mindset or mentality. Here's another one. Church planters thrive on new ideas and I've observed get bored rather easily. Pastors, on the other hand, they want to see something that's a little more tried and true, a little more proven before they make a commitment to go a certain direction. So if you're a person that thrives on new ideas, you might find yourself being a church planter or joining the team to be on a church planting team because you really want to do something new. You want to do something different. You want to do something that's never been tried before, or at least never been tried before in your context. You're not afraid of new ideas, you really wanna embrace them. And man, you may not have to have all the data and you may not have all the information, but you simply wanna go forward and try something new, well, that may be more toward the planter side of the equation. Now remember, remember church planters, church pastors. There's not a good one and a bad one, they're both good. Church planting teams, church member teams, they're not Better Christians and weaker Christians. They're all really good Christians. What I'm trying to talk about on the show today is not separating these into qualitative categories, but instead helping us to see some distinctions so that we can make the choice as leaders where we fit best. There's so much emphasis on church planting these days in churches, denominations, parachurch groups, that the momentum is everyone should be involved in church planting. And even as a former church planter, I say no. We need some people to put themselves into planting context as pastors and church planting team members, but we need others to put themselves into established church context as pastors and church members, and that's what I'm trying to help you see today is the differences between these two. And I've talked about three of them already. Church planters are more entrepreneurial and usually less stable. Church planters embrace risk because they have so much less to lose and they're willing to risk it or to lose it if they need to. And church planters thrive on new ideas, and they often get bored easily. They they like the new. They want to try something different. They're willing to continually strive to go to where no one else has ever been before. And if you find yourself like these three differences I've described, then maybe you are to be directed toward church planting. Here's another one. Church planters love meeting new people but tire quickly from problem people. Church planters love meeting new people. They can't wait for Sunday to see who comes that's never been before. They can't wait to plunge into the community to go to an activity like a ball game or something like that and work the crowd just meeting new people. Church planters thrive on that kind of interactivity, but they can tire rather quickly of what I'll call problem people or tiresome people, or wearisome people. I remember when I was a pastor, I had people who seemed to call on me every month for some kind of counseling or some kind of crisis or some kind of difficulty. And the first time or two or three that I tried to help them, I felt like, gosh, I can make a difference here. I'm their pastor. I should be able to help them find a new way forward. But I learned that there's some people that just are in a pattern where they're going to be dependent and needy, and pastors have to deal with them. Now, you may say, well, pastors just need to dismiss these people. Well, it doesn't work that way. When you're a pastor and you see the same people Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and you know they're depending on you and they're coming to you and they're drawing on you, well, that can become wearisome for church planters. But quite frankly, most pastors understand that's part of their role, part of their challenge, and part of the task which is caring for people who have these perpetual, continuing, ongoing challenges that have to be met. Here's another one. Church planters tend to be more one-dimensional rather than valuing total church ministry. Now, I'll admit it straight up front. I'm a little bit out of balance on the total ministry of a church. I have a tendency to lean toward evangelism and reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and then coming out of that toward discipleship, helping people become grounded in their new faith and begin a pattern of growth and development that will last over the years. If I'm going to err, I'm gonna err on being one-dimensional toward evangelism and the initial discipleship that establishes people in our faith. Now, I know that's not the full-orbed ministry of a church. I know that churches need ongoing disciple-making and teaching programs. I know churches need uh, developmental programs to develop ministries to different groups and different approaches, different needs in the community. I know that churches have uh, aspects of ministry like worship and teaching and caring that are also a part of the work of the church, not just evangelism and early disciple-making. I get that. I really do. And in a perfect world, I'd like to think of myself as being able to emphasize or appreciate all aspects of a fully-orbed ministry of the church. But the reality is, as an old church planter, when I'm honest, I have to admit, I sort of lean toward evangelism and that initial discipleship work for new, new believers as the priority of what I want a church to be doing. Now... You say, but I'm not really that way. I I sort of see church holistic. I I do believe in evangelism, and I certainly believe in discipleship, but I also believe in worship and fellowship and caring and teaching. I understand the full-orbed ministry of a church and what that looks like, and I really want to focus on having that kind of balance. Man, that's a good thing, and that's why we need pastors and church members, not just planters and church-planting team members. You see, pastors who have this kind of a sense of the completeness or the totality of the ministry of a church help us to have balance and help us to make sure that the most important ministries, that all the ministries of a church are important and not just the one that we think of as the most important is the one that always gets done or gets the attention. But you may think, yeah, I'm kind of like you, Jeff. I, I like evangelism and early discipleship to establish young converts, and quite honestly, that's where I want to spend the most of my time and pour the most of my attention. Well, if that's the case, you might need to be a church planter or join a church planting team. Well, one more. Here's another difference. Church planters seem to connect well with a target audience. Pastors, on the other hand, they do well with all ages and tend to see the church holistically as a collection of people from all generations that need ministry. Now, when I was a church planter, we never turned down anyone who wanted to come to our church. Listen, we were all about trying to build a church, and we needed the momentum of every single person we could get that would come and be a part of what we were doing. And so, yes, we had some younger members, and we definitely had some senior adult members. But primarily, primarily, we were trying to reach people in the age, age group from 25 to 40 who made up the bulk of the people who lived in the community where we planted our church. We were basically a community of younger families. The schools were large and were very significant in the community. Uh, programs for, te- for children were very important in our community. And so we recognized that we had to reach the people that were in our community, and we were very targeted like a laser on them and what their needs were and how to reach them with the gospel. But as a pastor, you really aren't so laser focused on just one kind of people you're trying to reach. No, instead, you see the panorama of the people that God has brought into your church and all of them who need and deserve ministry. So what am I trying to say? Back to the premise, church planting and church pastoring, being on a church planting team or being a church member, all of these things are important. But with the overarching and overriding emphasis on church planting today, it's easy to get the assumption that, well, the really committed people or the really cool people, they're all doing church planting. And the rest of us that are just doing pastoral ministry and being church members, well, we're sort of not that important anymore. What I'm trying to say on the podcast today is everybody has an important role to play. And before you make a commitment to being a church planter or before you join a church planting team, you got to think through some of these areas of distinction between the kind of people who are better suited as pastors and church members and the kind of people who are better suited as church planters and members of church planting teams. Remember, there are some observable differences between these two groups, pastors and planters, members and and church planting teams. And when you look at these differences and give them some analysis and then compare yourself to these qualities and characteristics, you can find where you fit best. Now, another way to approach this is responding to a question that I once asked a person uh, to help them sort out where they fit in this equation of pastor or church planter, church member or church planting team member. Person came to me and said, I'm trying to decide which direction I should go. And I ask him this question, which set of problems do you want to solve? Which set of problems do you want to solve? In other words, what do you feel that you're best equipped to address as a ministry leader? Planting and pastoring are both hard. Not one of these jobs is not easier than the other. They're both really challenging. Planting and pastoring each have unique challenges. There are some aspects of ministry in a church plant that are particularly difficult. There are also some aspects of pastoring an existing church that are particularly difficult. But those problems are not always the same. And so my question is, which set of problems do you want to solve? Planting and pastoring. Church member or church planting team member. You can decide which one of these were you best fit by asking and answering this question, which set of problems do I want to solve? And that set of problems that you want to solve, that you're best able to solve, that you're most uniquely gifted to solve, is the one, perhaps, where you ought to invest your life and effort. Now, one more important question. I've already hinted about this and alluded to it throughout the podcast or throughout the show but I wanna say it one more time. Which is more important, being a pastor of an existing church, pastor planting a new church? Which is more important, being a church member <clears throat> of an existing church or joining a church planting team and helping get something started? Well, in order to answer that question, I wanna end with this last illustration. For many years, I coached Little League Baseball. And those 11- and 12-year-old boys uh, show up on a beautiful summer day, green grass, blue skies, boys playing baseball. Couldn't be better way to spend your afternoon. At the beginning of each season, when I'd get the team together and start helping them learn how we were going to function as a group, I would always ask them this question. I'd say, guys, what is the most important position on the field? And immediately, hands would shoot up, and someone would say, well, it's the pitcher, because that's the person who initiates the action. Someone say, no, it's the catcher. That's the person who controls the, uh, the defense and calls the pitches and sets the tone for the game. Someone else would say, oh, no, it's the, it's the shortstop. That's usually the best fielder on the infield and the person who's sort of the most vocal and a bit of a quarterback of how things are gonna go on out there and telling people where to line up and where to, where to uh, position and all those kinds of things. Well, I'd usually let it go on for two or three positions, pitcher, catcher, shortstop. And I'd say, okay, stop, fellas. None of you are getting the right answer. The question, which is most important? What's the most important position on a baseball field? And the right answer is the one you're playing. The most important position is the one you're playing. Because if you play it well, the team will prosper. I'd say the same thing about you as a ministry leader if you're thinking about being a pastor or a church planter or being a church member or joining a church planting team, if you're thinking about where do I fit, which is most important? What's most important is that you find where you're supposed to be. You find the position God made you to fulfill. You find the role God equipped you to be successful in accomplishing. You find that role and you participate, you fulfill you do what God has asked you to do. It is not more important that you pastor or plant, that you stay a church member or go join a church planting team. It is not more important that you do these things. It is most important that you find and fulfill the work God has for you. So I challenge you today, as we think about the importance of church planting, and it is important, recognize that not everyone needs to be involved and we need to think through our involvement in the context of some of the outline I've given today on the program and then make the decision of how to plug ourselves best into this process. Do it well as you lead on.